You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello there and happy Tuesday. Today was the deadline for NFL teams to have their rosters cut down to 53 players and the Philadelphia Eagles roster cuts are in. Eagles general manager Howie Roseman and head coach Nick Sirianni spoke with the Philly media this afternoon and they're at the podium with a presser that's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I am your host, Rachel Prevet. Today is Tuesday, August 31st, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni spoke on going with five wide receivers and the decision to stick with J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. They spoke on adding Gardner Minshew to the quarterback room. They were asked if vaccination status played a role in their final decisions, and they touched on so much more. Also, spoiler alert, if you haven't heard already, Jalen Hurts has been officially named QB1. Take a listen. Hey guys, nice to see all of you. Um, you know, we talk about today being one of the hardest days of the year. Really appreciate uh, all the contributions to all the players uh, that started here on our 90-man roster. Um, when we think about our roster going into the season, we talk about uh, two parts. You know, we talk about the 70-man roster that we have with our practice squad guys, our 16 guys, and our international player, uh, Matt Leo, and then the 53 guys. So um, we got a lot of work to do here in the next 24 hours to put all of those pieces together. And I uh, really appreciate all the contributions from our front office, from our personnel staff, and certainly our coaching staff, um, and all our support staff during training camp, putting training camp together. And again, you know, a tough circumstance um, with COVID and everything that's going on. Hey, Howie and Coach, thank you both for taking the time today. We'll get started here with Jimmy Kemsky and then John Clark. Hey, Nick, uh, and Howie, you can jump in too on this if you want. But uh, Nick, you had said uh, you, that you talked to the team and it showed uh, the team five players during your previous coaching stops uh, who went into the you know final preseason game and, and sort of stamped their ticket onto the roster. Uh, who were those five guys? And then also, was, a, was there a player or two who did that in the final preseason game against the Jets? Yeah, um, you're saying in the past, who who were those guys? Yeah, it's like who who were the five players that you showed the team? That oh, I gotcha. Them? I got tampering. Well, one, <laughs> am I allowed to talk about that? <laughs> one was Austin Eckler um, in 2017. One was Dontrell Inman um, in 2014. We talked about um, Sandejo. Uh, with he was with Coach Gannon, I believe that was in 2014. There was a returner with Coach Clay. Gosh, his name. What is it? Victor Bolden. Yeah, uh, that and was with, 2017. And with and with Bob Lang, yeah. uh, that was 2017. Um, the the last one's slipping me a little bit here, but those were the four guys we talked about and showed clips on them because 
you know, oh, the other one was Zach Pascal. Um, that was in 2018 uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. So those are the guys that we really showed a couple clips of their their last preseason game. Um, and yeah, I think it would just it it. it it gave them inspiration of, hey, this is this this game right here can can really dictate my future. Um, to say that a guy, you know, again, we we don't disregard what they did in the past, um, you know, month of training camp or in, even in the off season or or the the games uh, before that. And so it, it is a body of work that you look at, but you're always looking for somebody that 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 has a good game in that game that it makes his last final statement of, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm ready to make this roster. Go ahead, John. And then Tim McManus. So two questions and you can divvy them up however you want. Uh, number one, uh, the decision to go with five receivers and go with JJ Ortega Whiteside over Travis Fulgham and John Hightower. Why was that decision made? And what does Travis Fulgham need to work on with consistency? We saw, best receiver in football for a month last year. What does he need to do to make a 53-man roster here? Um, I think I think the first thing is, uh, you know, with Travis, um, here's a guy who obviously had, had a heck of a stretch for us last year, and um, we, we looked at it that th this was a new year and this was a new beginning, and we wanted to go based on, on what we saw and – um, take the the whole process into play. And uh, when you talk about JJ and and what he did uh, during camp and his contributions on offense, um, his willingness and his desire to be uh, an excellent special teams player, which you saw during the preseason and the whole picture of that and how it fits in, into the, the group at receiver. And then when you talk about numbers, again, um, we don't look at it just as who we're keeping on the 53 we look at it as who we're keeping on the 70. And so uh, we try to figure out uh, to the best that we can. Obviously, a lot's going to happen in the next 24 hours about um, how that puzzle comes about. And, and um, you know, we've always been like this here. And one of the things we talked about a lot when we were um, interviewing Coach and really throughout this whole process being together is, is how we want this to look. And um, that's why you see we're so heavy on the offensive line and defensive line. It's a priority for us. And um, when you do that, you're going to have to make sacrifices at some other spots. And, and Nick, could you answer uh, with Travis, what does he need to do as far as consistency to make that 53? Well, again, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get into, into that as far as, as, as much as what Howie's saying right there with the offense and defense aligned, carrying the guys that are offense and defense aligned. But, you know, if really what I'd like to talk about more is that JJ, right. He, you know, it, again, we've talked a lot about in this team that good teams play well on offensive line, defensive line, and on special teams. And JJ really did a good job this this year on special teams. And sometimes that's the that's the thing at the end of the day that is the separator of of, of what's happening on special teams and what he can do over there for in Coach Clay's room. Thank you. Go ahead, Tim, and then John McMullen. Uh, the first part I have for Howie, and the second for Nick, if that's all right. Uh, in respect to, to the Gardner Minshew acquisition, uh, how was that communicated to uh, to Hertz, and and how did he respond to it? And then uh, for Nick, are, are you ready to uh, to name Hertz the starter now that we're through the preseason? Well, every everybody knows our priority on quarterbacks, Tim. You know, we're we're obviously uh, a quarterback. Um, what's what's the word about? Factory, 
factory. Yes. Uh, so I think that uh, it's a priority for us, and, and um, you know we're always going to invest in that position. And 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 we had a chance to, to talk to Jalen and, and to Joe too, and tell him that um, we thought it was an opportunity to get a good player, a good person, and at an important position. And um, certainly Jalen uh, had an excellent preseason and, and continued to get better. And, and Joe was uh, really impressive during the preseason and during camp uh, as a whole. So um, I think that in the 15 of the last 16 years here in Philly, we've carried three quarterbacks. So I don't think it's uh, it's unusual for us. And when you look at the 17-game schedule and everything that's kind of going on in the world, we thought um, it was a good opportunity for our football team to improve. How did Jalen respond to that, Howie? Oh, he's great. You know, Jalen's all about the team and he's very confident in his ability and, um, you know, um, very secure in where he stands with all of us. Yeah. And as far as Jan the, your question on Jalen, uh, really nobody else got any reps with the with the ones. Um, and Jalen's Jalen's known, you know, hey, nobody else has gotten any reps with the ones but me. And Jalen's our starter. And really that and he's done a great job. We wanted him to take advantage of the opportunity and take the reins of with the advantage of the opportunity that he got. And we feel like the preseason that he had, he did that. I consistently saw a player that got better every single day. I consistently saw a player make the, make the read, you know, getting better with his reads and his accuracy and his an ability to run and when not to run, you know? Um, and so, um, he, he did exactly what we wanted him to do. Um, again, nobody, nobody else has worked with the one. So you could, you could really argue that we named a starter a while ago, but uh, you know, Jalen will be our starter and he's earned that right um, with a great preseason. And we got a lot of confidence in him and in that room in general. Thank you. Go ahead, John, and then Zach Berman. Hey, hey guys, uh, question for both of you. Howie, just uh, follow up on, on, on the quarterback situation with uh, from Gardner's perspective, how did you address things with with him? He obviously wanted to compete with Trevor Lawrence and and Jacksonville. And then Nick, your your core values you always talk about connection is number one. This is the first time you had to do this as a head coach. How how difficult was it for you? Yeah, I think with Gardner, you know, coming in uh, this late in camp um, and really uh, after the preseason. I think his priority is just uh, learning the system, um, really connecting with his teammates and his coaches. And we see his work ethic already. He's always around. He's always in the building. I think that's the first priority. And um, really the just seeing those guys even out together, you see that uh, the three of them really connecting and, and uh, getting to know each other. So um, I think that's a, that's the prior, priority right now. Um, Gardner's a good teammate. He knows it's about the team, and um, it's about supporting the guys who are playing. Yeah, the, today's a difficult day, whether you're a position coach, uh, whether you're a coordinator, whether you're a head coach, whether you're a general manager, it's a, it's a tough day. Um, you know, there's, there's guys that, you know, that you have to let go that you've, that you've built connection with. Um, and so, you know, I just think honesty is always the best way to go, to go with them and, you know, tell them what they need to work on and what they can do better. Um, I just never, never went wrong telling somebody, telling somebody the truth. And, and, uh, it's hard. It is hard. It's, it's, you know, you, you got guys in there that you really care about that, you know, good teams connect with each other. And we've been trying to do that from, from day one here. Then we got here and that's just not, 
that's just not one through 53. That's not just one through 70. That's one through 90 players. Like you try to connect with all those guys and that, shoot. That's why, that's why you coach. That's why I coach. Um, I coach because the, the, I, I love being on a team still. Um, and I love, I love connecting with, with players on a team and, and the football players on our team. And so anytime you have to have to make a cut, and anytime you have to talk to a player about that, that's that's tough. But what? But again, when you're honest with them, you know they might not always like what you're you're saying. But you, you, we owe it to them to be honest with them. We owe it to them to to tell them the things they need to do to 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 continue to work on their craft. And um, I think that goes a long way. Zach, and then Dave Zangaro. Uh, yeah, this one's for Howie. How much did the, the, the vested veterans and, and the waiver wire factor in to the composition of the roster? And with the two young rookie defensive linemen, how did you factor in the long-term development there versus, I guess, what you saw during the past few weeks? Well, in, in terms of the first question, Zach, um, just I, I'm, I'm not sure I understand the question. Sure. In, in terms of... Uh, exposing players to the waiver wire versus vested veterans who wouldn't go on the waiver wire and you know and and, and so you could potentially bring them back such as you did with Craven LeBlanc last year. Yeah, I think that you know we're always trying to balance the short and long term for this franchise, you know. I think that's that's the hardest part of the job is you want to give the coaches um, as much possible support as possible uh, to win on Sundays, but I think our coaching staff uh, and coach do a great job of understanding kind of the big picture here too and understanding what we're trying to do and um, trying to get back to, to competing for championships and um, really uh, being in the playoffs every year. So, you know, some of the decisions that you're, you're going to make right now, um, you know, you sacrifice some things for the short term for the long term. And I think that that rolls right into the defense alignment. And when you talk about the defense alignment, these are two guys that that we drafted and um, that we feel really good about. Um, are they exactly where they need to be today? No, you know, um, I think that when you talk about coming into any profession, you know, as you grow, as you learn, as you get better um, with time and experience, that helps. And uh, we see the potential in these guys. And, and I think that, you know, like um, Teron, you saw the flashes. Um, you saw both those guys in the last preseason name. They got better and better. and. And that's what we're looking for for young players. We're looking to see that they continue to improve and um, they got the tools in their body. We had good grades on both those guys coming out. Um, we, we love the character and the work ethic. And um, so we want to work with those guys and develop them. And I think that, you know, kind of looking back, it's maybe sometimes um, we've gone with an older guy in the short term and then the next year we got to go draft another guy at that same position. And so um, I think we're, we're investing in our player development program. We're investing in our coaches and uh, trusting in those guys and to get these guys uh, better and be ready to play this season. Go ahead, Dave, and then Jeff McLean. Hey, Howie, this roster is noticeably light at running back and receiver with where you guys are in the waiver claim order. Is it likely we see something there? And then Nick, are there specific traits at those two positions that you're missing in those rooms right now? Yeah, Dave, I, I think, again, it goes to when you carry as many linemen as we're carrying right now, you're going to have to go light somewhere. And uh, it just so happened right now, those are the two positions. Uh, we'll get back upstairs. You know, our our uh, front office is doing a great job, our scouting staff, of, of putting 
together a list as guys get cut. Um, we're going to watch a lot of those guys. We're going to have a lot of discussion to you in the next 24 hours. Again, you know, as we look at it, it's not just the 53, it's the 70. Um, and we'll add players for sure here in the next 24 hours. Yeah. Nick, if I could follow up, yeah, about those two positions, are there things you think you're missing with them? Right. You know, you know what? Like everything we do is is really by committee. Again, I know you guys have asked me a couple times about like a slot or an X or a Z, and I'm I'm speaking obviously right now as a receiver group. Um, so we we do things by committee, and I, I feel really comfortable and really confident in the guys that we have on this roster right now to do to be able to run the offense that we want to run. Um, and we have and we have guys to be able to do that, whether it's, you know, option routes, whether that's uh, force blocks, uh, you know, whether that's speed routes. Like, I, I feel we're well-rounded at that position and at the running back position. But just like how he just said, the roster's not done, right? The 53, the 53, you also got the 70 and that's fluid. And and we're and we're still looking to add to that. But the guys that are here, I'm very confident in um, that we can do the things that we want to do. And we adapt to, to what they do well as, as well. And we, and we got a really good feel about what they do well at this particular point. And, and we feel good that, you know, we got a well-balanced roster at those two positions. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Jeff and then Martin Frank. Uh, 
Question, uh, Howie, uh, what was your level of interest in acquiring Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I think we're very confident and comfortable with the quarterbacks that we have on our roster. Um, you know, uh, any player that is on another team is property of that team. Um, and we're, we're going forward with who we got here. You know, um, we'll see what happens here in the next 24 hours with the rest of our roster. But when we talk about that quarterback room, we think we got a good blend of, of youth, of experience, you know, talented guys. And um, we're excited to start this season and uh, to see – you know, um, the players that we have on this football team. If I could ask a quick one to Nick. Uh, Nick, where does Gardner uh, land on the depth chart? Yeah, he's he's the third right now. He's the third right now. And, uh, you know, look forward to working with him. Uh, I've gotten to, I've gotten to see him play, you know, in person two times a year for the past past four years or past two years, pardon me. So that's four times. And he's, you know, the first game up there uh, last year, we opened up the season at Jacksonville. And he was 19 to 20 against our defense, and and really and really played a good game. So I've I've watched him play some good games. So you know he's the third, and but I'm really excited to work with him. And I think Joe Joe Flacco had a phenomenal camp. Like you saw what he did, you know you saw what he did in that the the world saw what he did in that third preseason game. But it was what he did at practice every day that that has us excited for him to be the backup. Um, you know he played great in that with that 155 quarterback rating, but like what he did in the Jets practices against the Jets w was awesome. And, and then obviously Jalen, you know, being our starter, uh, I'm really excited to work with him um, because I think he's got special playmaking abilities in him. That's a shout out to Eagles fans all over the world right there, coach. <laughs> you know, the world saw what Joe Flacco did. There I love go. it. Yeah. We do have Eagles fans all over. Go ahead, Everywhere. Martin, Over. and then Mike Kay. Hey, uh, this, this question, I guess either one of you guys can answer this. Um, the other day, you guys activated uh, Rodney McLeod and, and Landon Dickerson, you know, off their various in injury lists. Um, what does that say about, you know, their readiness to start the season and, and how much do you see them uh, contributing this season? I think the first thing it says is that um, obviously when, when you keep them on PUP, they're going to miss the first six games. So um, I, we feel very confident that um, that's not going to be uh, their situation. And uh, after that, um, we'll listen to our doctors, we'll listen to our trainers, we'll listen to the players, and uh, we'll take it day by day, and we'll keep you guys informed uh, with their progress. If I, if I can follow up really quickly, uh, as far as Landon is concerned, I mean, you know, how much do you see, you know, a guy like that um, contributing this year? I mean, you know, what, what do you see his potential as, I guess? Well, I think, you know, you go back to, to last season, obviously um, we had a lot of opportunities for our offensive linemen to play. Um, you know, we're hoping that our that our five starting offensive linemen play every snap. So in that case, you know, um, he wouldn't he wouldn't play at all. But um, certainly injuries happen in this game. And um, when he's cleared and ready to play, um, obviously we have a lot of confidence in, in Landon Dickerson. Go ahead, Mike. And then Rob Motti. Hey, how are you, Nick? Um, obviously, you guys made it through the preseason without injuries to starters, but there were some depth injuries. Well, you're out of the preseason. You don't have to not. But anyway. Touche. Touche. Don't I still have to knock? Don't you want to knock So because you don't want to like do anything that, that puts you in a bad spot? Like You don't want to talk about something, so you knock on wood. I guess that's fair. All right. So anyway, you guys made it through the preseason without starters, starter injuries, but you did have some some depth that was banged up. 
Uh, obviously, with the COVID rules and allowing you to put guys on IR and then move them short term off of there, obviously that's a benefit to you. But with the cut down list and having to keep players on the active roster in order to do that, how difficult did it make shaping the roster kind of with this initial cut? Yeah, and uh, for any of those guys that you keep now, it's not like you could swap them out right now for the cut. Um, you you carry them through tomorrow till the 4 o'clock cut. So, um, you know, you just got to make decisions based on the value of those guys and the value to your football team. And we spent a lot of time talking about that and, and the guys that we were going to keep and hold knowing that uh, they were going to go on IR but come back at some point. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll um, obviously we'll, in the next 24 hours, we'll have some roster moves to make there um, with some of those guys as well. Go ahead, Rob, and then EJ. Hey, guys, Howie. Urban Meyer said earlier today that vaccination status played a role in their cut-down decisions. I was wondering if, yeah, I see your eyes uh, lighting up. Did it play a role for you guys at all? And as you go into the season, protocols are different when you want to bring somebody in off another team or off the street as far as vaccination, how long they have to wait. How will you handle that? Will that be a determining factor when you want to bring in guys? So it's a two-part question. Yeah, I, I, we, we cut the roster based on the 53 best guys, you know, that we thought could could help our football team. And obviously just, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, trying to balance the short-term and long-term um, for our football team. But uh, that's how we made our decisions. Um, and then going forward, um, you know, when we look at, at guys, we're, we're going to look at them based on their ability, um, how they fit our system. You know, uh, if what their background is to make sure we're bringing in the right people into this building. So um, that's really how all our discussions have been about. Go ahead, EJ, and then Bo. This one's for either of you guys. You have you uh, all but one of your draft picks made the the fifty three. Um, I wanted to ask you for a general evaluation of the rookie class, and um, also with Patrick Johnson, what kind of odds did he face you know, at the start of training camp, and uh, what did he show you that you know led to him making the fifty three? Yeah, I, I mean, t with the with the draft class, you know, I'm really confident in the in the abilities of the guys. Um, we we I felt like everybody that we drafted, I was super excited about. You know, Howie was super excited about. We we were we were genuinely excited about these guys. Why? Because they had talent. But the other thing that these guys had, in my opinion, and all all these guys, they had they were high character people that loved football and that were tough. Like. And when you have talent, right? Talent's the most important thing. But when you, if you're high character, and if you're and if you love ball and you're tough, you're going to reach your ceiling, and you're going to reach your ceiling quicker. As long as us as coaches are doing our jobs of developing them. And so I don't think it's any secret that the, the type of people, the type of players first, and then the type of people that we brought in here have 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 made this roster. So really excited uh, about that, and uh, excited to see how they continue to develop as the season goes along. We have time for two more, so we'll go to Bo and then Les. Um, Nick, you you know you said about Jalen that he's taking all the reps with the starters, and so it's it's sort of obvious that he is the starter. Um, is it the same at left tackle with Jordan Mailata? He's taken all the reps recently. Is he your starting left tackle? And then with Howie, how would you evaluate how uh, Mailata and Dillard have have come along this summer? Yeah, uh, Jordan will end up being will be our starter, um, and that's not that Jordan had a great camp a great camp Andre had a great camp 
um, Andre, Andre missed some time. And, and, and during that time, uh, the, the chemistry with the one offensive line was able to build, like, it's a, it's a good problem for us to have. Like we, we have two left tackles that can really play and can start on, in my opinion, all over across the NFL. So, um, I, you know, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan did a good job of winning that position. And, but then again, I just don't want to, I want, I don't want to short Andre here at all. Like, he played when he was in, he played really well. And he played, he played a phenomenal last preseason game. And I thought that's the, that was the case also in the jets practices as well. So again, we're not, you, you don't just say, Hey, here's one game. Here's a splash game. And, and we're just doing all everything based off of that. Like the whole body of works at play. And I'm, I'm just sure, sure glad that we got both those guys on this roster. I, I mean, I think he answered the question pretty well there. Um, Anything that you want me to add, Bo? Is he muted? That was fine. Thank you. Right, last one here with Les. Hey, Nick. Uh, hey, this Les. is for you. Uh, the uh, You didn't get to see anybody in a team setting in the spring. So was there anyone when you got through camp and the preseason games, anyone who really wasn't on your radar very much when camp started who, who uh, you know made himself known to you as as things went along that you were surprised by? I guess. Yeah, and I don't want to. I mean, there's always, and I got no. I mean, Tyree Jackson, right? I know he's. I know where he's at right now, but he he played quarterback last year for goodness sake. So like that's an easy one for me to answer because like he played quarterback and he came out here and he was he's really was showing how good of a tight end he can be. Um, super happy with that. But um, Tyree, again, is this high character guy that loves football. That's tough. Like, and he's got a lot of talent in his body. And, and so I guess that's, that's the, I, I want to make sure I answer, give you at least one guy less right there. Cause there, there's a, there's multiple guys on the team there. Um, and so Tyree's definitely one. And it's no surprise his tight end. We got a great tight end coach. In my opinion, we got the best tight end coach in the NFL and Jason Michael. And so it's the, again, you, you have the qualities that, you know, how he brings in the qualities of these guys with, like Tyree and he's a, he's got this ability. He's got football, high character. He's got toughness and he's, and he loves ball. And then you combine that with good coaching like we have in Jason. And that's where you're getting, you know, a guy that we hope to, to help us in, in the future here. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more. Strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA. 
the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.